Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey, I appreciate you joining me again today, and I pray God is near you and with you and will guide you each step of the way. Our Heavenly Father, I pray your anointing on the listeners today. God, open their hearts to your truth. May they hear from you. May they get deep into your word. May, Lord, they spend time alone with you in prayer. And, Lord, nudge them. Show them your hand. Lead them in every way. If they're struggling with their health, God, touch them. If they're struggling with their finances, Lord, give them wisdom and provide for them. If they're struggling in relationships, Lord, bring them together with those they're struggling with, that they would concentrate on you. Lord, you want to direct our lives, and we count on you to do so. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I love the story of the bread and fish, and so I'm going to share that with you in John chapter 6, because I love miracles. I love the hand of God. I love seeing why Jesus does what he does, and love watching him in action. One of the great videos I watch is the is the visual Bible, where Bruce Marciano plays Jesus in the book of Matthew. It's so inspiring. I've seen it I've maybe 20, 30 times. I don't know. I have four or five copies of it. But it's, it's amazing because you see the Bible come to life. That's what happened when I went to Israel years ago. I saw the Bible come to life. I started reading, going places where I read about and seeing the reality of the Word of God. God has great things for us if we will just honor Him and put Him first. Well, let's get on with this. And again today, I'm reading out of the Bible I have in the studio. It's the Message Bible, and it is just a, a very, very vivid paraphrase. And if there's something different from the original, uh, I would certainly uh, point it out to you. Uh, but uh, I'm just going to give you kind of the general theme as we go uh, from this. And so it says, After this, Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee. Some call it Tiberia. A huge crowd followed him. And he said a huge crowd. You know, that huge is a lot of people, and attracted by the miracles they had seen him do among the sick. So they had been watching his miracles, and as they watched the miracles take place, they saw the hand of God, so they followed him all the more and told their friends, and more people came. And we got to the other side. He climbed a hill and sat down surrounded by his disciples. It was nearly time for the feast of the Passover, kept annually by the Jews. When Jesus looked out and saw that large crowd had arrived, he said to Philip, Where can we buy bread to feed these people? He said this to stretch Philip's faith. He already knew what he was going to do. Of course, Jesus knew what he was going to do. And Jesus did a lot of this as you see Jesus' journey. He would say things to make his disciples think, to make them think about the situation, make them think about him and and what would happen here. And so, of course, that was a pretty big one. Here you have thousands of people on a hillside and these people are going to be hungry. It's too bad we can't go buy them food, but, you know, you couldn't do that. And so Philip answered, 200 silver pieces wouldn't be enough to buy bread for each person to get a piece. One of the disciples, it was Andrew, a brother to Simon Peter, well said, hey, there's a little boy over there. He's got five barley loaves and two fish. But that's a drop in the bucket for a crowd like this. You know, that's one big guy serving probably. You get a guy my size out there, you know that. They have a couple of fish, and, and they say the barley loaves are like the size of Twinkies. Now, of course, I like Twinkies, and I don't know how much I'd like a barley loaf, but for that to go to 5,000 people, maybe one or two, maybe three people, 
uh, you know, of average size. But no, it's ridiculous. It wasn't going to happen. That That's just kind of a crazy thing. Well, Jesus said, make the people sit down. So they probably waved a bunch of them, you know, the disciples probably walking around having everybody sit down. They had to keep them quiet to be able to speak to everybody in the hillside and get the echo and get what it took. And I don't know if they made a little megaphone, what that was. I know back in the amphitheaters, I was in one when I was back in Israel, and you could stand at the bottom and and you could just speak and everybody hear you. It just, it was amazing, the echo. So I don't know what happened out there. But he said there was a nice carpet of green grass in the place. They sat down. Then about 5,000 of them, wow. Then Jesus took the bread from the little boy, and having given thanks, he gave it to those who were seated. He did the same with the fish. And you know, that's, that's an amazing in its own. You, can you imagine what these people are thinking? <laughs> he has this basket. He has these two fish and these five little loaves of bread. And it says, God bless these. I got to feed these people. And I think... They're because there's always skeptics. They're probably out there saying, "What is this guy nuts? Was he crazy?" But then there's others that had seen miracle after miracle. So the others probably said, "Well, he's Jesus. He can do uh, whatever he wants to." Well, the Bible went on to say, "All ate as much as they wanted." They didn't say, "Well, I'll just take a little piece of fish and a little piece of bread to get by." It says they ate as much as they wanted, as much as they desired. When the people had eaten their fill, Jesus said to the disciples, gather the leftovers so nothing is wasted. Isn't that great? At least Jesus wasn't into waste. He didn't want to waste food. They went to work and filled 12 large baskets with leftovers from the five barley loaves. 12 large baskets. After feeding 5,000, you say, well, how did that multiply in the baskets? I don't know. That's why it's called a miracle. How did the Red Sea open up? You know, how did Noah build an uh, ark the size of a city block? How did, you know, how did all these things in the world and life happen? How did Jonah get swallowed by a well and spit out? We don't understand that's why they're miracles. And that's why some people in the world have a hard time buying into it because they don't believe. And the whole essence of Christianity is believing that Jesus can do what he says he will do. People of God, do you believe that? Do you believe God can transform your life, that God can turn your life around? Do you believe God can answer prayer in your life? I've had prayer after prayer after prayer answered in my life, in the churches I've pastored, their lives, I have seen the power of God work. I believe without question that God's word is true and the power of God is done in miraculous ways. I believe people have had some uh, heaven experiences. I believe that God has raised people that have, that have died and have come back. I believe all sorts of things because I believe what the word of God says. Lazarus was dead for three days. And they said, remember when they were going to go get him out of the grave, you're going to call him out. Jesus, he's been dead three days. He stinketh. <laughs> That's the uh, King James. He stinketh. He probably stinketh. And Jesus calls him out and he came back to life. Do you believe that? Well, it's fact. It's true. It's in, but sometimes people have a hard time with these. The people realized that God was at work among them in what Jesus had just done. They said, this is the prophet for sure. God's prophet right here in Galilee. 
Jesus saw that in their enthusiasm. They were about to grab him and make him king, so he slipped off and went back up into the mountains to be by himself. He wasn't ready. Time had not come. He did not want those kind of accolades. He just wanted them to believe in him. And see, that is the crux of what we are about as pastors and leaders and churches. We want people to know what Jesus Christ is about, what he's capable of doing, how he can transform their lives. People, if you're out there today and he has not transformed your life today, right now, call upon him, say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again. I believe you want to transform my life. And let him start transforming your life, and you'll see great change, and you'll say, God, I'm now heaven-bound. And yes, you're still going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer because Jesus has overcome the world. He went to the cross for all your sins, and you know he's looking forward to that day when he sees you face to face. Well, in the evening, the disciples went down to the sea, got in the boat, and headed back across the water to Capernaum. And I've been to Capernaum. I remember that. I was on the boat across the Sea of Galilee. I got to pray on that boat with the Franciscan priests, in fact. It had grown quite dark, and Jesus had not yet returned. And a huge wind blew up, churning the sea. And that happened in where the Sea of Galilee is located. They had this wind that would come through, and this would be very wavy. It was wavy the day that I was on it. They were maybe three or four miles out when they saw Jesus walking on the sea quite near the boat. Here you go again. Here's Jesus doing the supernatural. Here's Jesus doing something that, that nobody can understand or hardly anybody can believe except those that see it. And they were scared senseless, but he reassured them, it's me, it's all right, don't be afraid. So they took him on board. In no time they reached land, the exact spot where they were headed to. Well, Jesus had control of the boat too. When you are God, when you're a Jesus, when you are in charge of all things, you can do all things. If you can raise the dead, you can surely walk on water, and you can surely have a boat land where it's supposed to land. The next day, the crowd that was left behind realized that there had been only one boat, and that Jesus had not got in that boat, but yet he was there. Uh, how does that work? Jesus never got on the boat, but somehow he got over there. Again, you know, I think they're all amazed again. And he said, you know what? This man, he is the son of God. People of God, we've got to teach that to people. They have to start realizing this man, Jesus, was the son of God that came into this world for you and I to help change the world as we know it today. And we've got to help change the world. We got to start building God's kingdom. We got to start building our churches, bringing people in into the fellowship and the churches so we don't, as the Bible says, not to forsake the assembling of gathering together in Hebrews. We've got to gather together, get people, and win people, and encourage them, and love them for who they are, as I talked about yesterday. Not judging them, but loving them and helping them turn away to repent from their sin and be baptized. Jesus answered in the last verse. Jesus answered, you've come looking for me, not because you saw God in my actions, but because I fed you, filled your stomach. You know, and, you know, he's saying, look, you're seeing the miracles, but come because I am who I say I am. People, come to Jesus. He loves you. Hope you have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. 
If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.